everyone. Politics and Podcast with me, Destiny, and today I have another special guest, D'Angelo Good, formerly known as the End Times Reporter. D'Angelo, just want to thank you for, for one, posting a lot of great content that is exposing people to the truth, and then secondly, for coming onto this platform and adding value. I like it. I like it. Thank you. You're welcome. No problem. No problem. I'm always open to stuff like this. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So first things first, you call yourself the End Times Reporter, and that really caught my eye. So can you go into detail about, one, what that means, and secondly, why you call yourself that? End Times Reporter mean, I mean, if you're into, like, the Bible, you know, you if you read the Bible, um, you know, there's a book of Revelation, there's prophecy in the Bible, things that are supposed to come in the times that, you know, it's been a certain time. Um, and I'm a biblical scholar. Uh, I study different religions and different things like that. I, I study theology and um, I've gone through all the religions and found out that the Bible is the truth. And the reason why I call myself the end times reporter is because, you know, I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm, I'm constantly looking out for different uh, signals and signs and, uh, and, and, and prophecy fulfillment. So um, I would, I, I'm reporting on it. So like when I like say, if I go live, I'm, I'm, I'm live about something that I, that I find to be, you know, peculiar. And I'm like, yo, you guys need to pay attention to this because we need to begin to prepare for a certain, certain times, you know? So yeah, I was like, I, I was like fumbling. I was like, man, what I, I came up with the name because I used to go by Wolf. Mm -hmm. um and then I was like I, I had to share that name I was like that's gone you know I, I'm something else now mm -hmm. um I'm a, I'm a child of the most high God so man I might as well be the new uh the, the end times news reporter because that's what it seems like mm -hmm. not too many people talking about it so yeah. I guess I'll report on it <laughs> well, yeah no good point so in terms of your background were you always were you brought up religious or what was your transition into religion so much uh, so i mean i got into religion uh, at a young age well i didn't completely understand it it was just something that adults told me i had to do you know you know i had to accept jesus into my heart type thing you know um i uh i grew up in foster care so um, my first foster home was a uh, very abusive um uh, they were they were psychologically abusive, you know, like sexual abuse, I mean, rape type stuff, all the things, different things like that, uh, the physical abuse. And so for the first like half of my life, like, you know, like from age to 10, from like from like two to 10 when I was with them or one to 10, I probably got to them when I was like a toddler. Um, I was shut out from society. I wasn't allowed to have friends, none of that. You know, uh, they just treated me disgustingly, you know, and it didn't make any sense. Um, but there was an escape I had, and the escape I had was school um, and church, because uh, on Sunday, they had a church, uh, a local church in my area uh, in Clinton, Maryland. They sent out buses to, buses to the, like, the neighboring neighborhoods in, the, in Clinton, and they came and picked kids up to bring them to church. So for them, they was like, okay, you can get out of my face for a couple of hours, so you can go on this little bus. You know, um, and I was happy for that. You know, we I went there, I had a good time. You know, I, I, I was studying Bible. You know, we did Bible study. You know, we had like a little children's service. Um, and they were running a, ch a children's ministry then. Then we would go and um, have like like our uh, separate classes. And then from our separate classes, we would come back together. And then we would get a sermon from uh, one of the brothers or anything like that or, or, or someone like that. And then we would go home and depending on the Sunday, uh, we probably had like a 7-Eleven Sunday or a picnic Sunday. You, 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 I, love, I live for those type of Sundays as it meant I get to spend more time outside of my house, you know, because once I got home, I, it was back down, it was back to lockdown, back to mute, back to no emotion, back to no fun, back to a corner, you know, they, it, I just had to stand in a corner. Sometimes I wasn't even in trouble, they'd be like, oh, stand in a corner, you know. And uh, they was just they just weren't good people. Um, so uh, that that was a very big escape for me. And I ex and I didn't really I didn't know what I was doing when I accepted Jesus into my heart at that time. But uh, I just seemed to think the thing appropriate. So you know them, those those hopeless nights I had, crying about crying and being stressed out about things I couldn't understand how that I was going through. Uh, just imagine the stress on a child like that that can't really tell anybody what's going on or know how to or know the fact that what's being done to me is wrong 
I, uh, I, 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 those, those, those lonely nights where I'm just looking out the window, like crying because of my circumstances. And I don't know why I'm crying. I'm just stressed out. And this is how my body reacts. Um, I'm praying, I'm praying like God, you know, you're out there, you know, just help me, you know, and I don't even know why I'm asking him this. I'm, I don't even know why I think that my life is, is bad when it was, it was bad. It was terrible. But I didn't even know. I just knew it. It this just wasn't right because I would see how all my friends uh, at school, how their parents treated them, and it was just a totally different way they treated their kids. And I seen how kids would get treated and loved on, and I just didn't get none of that. And I just was like, "Is something missing?" You know. So yeah, uh, I've held it since then. Um, that's where it started, but it took a couple. Like it took a journey after that, but that's where it began. Yeah, definitely unfortunate to hear that you went through that. I didn't know. You had mentioned that, you know, before when you were letting God into your heart, like you didn't know what you were doing. No, I had no clue. <laughs> so, so when you gained a sense of like what you were doing, what was that difference like for you? Like, how did you feel and, and how did life change for you once you started actually seeing, okay, like this is what I need to do and this is why it's beneficial? Mm. Okay, that started happening for me when, uh, you know, God brought me through a crazy journey. Um, it really started to take effect in college when I got the buoy. Um, uh, it, it was the things that just started happening to me. You know, I started learn, learning a bit of my, because I was actually socially behind. Um, my social development, I was far behind because remember, I was antisocial for like about, for like about 11 years, you know. And then to get thrown into, uh, uh, you know, society and get to express my feelings and stuff like that, I, I, I didn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know how to, you know, uh, uh, function too well at first. And then, you know, I had to get adjusted and, you know, uh, get past the, I'm just trying to fit in phase and get everybody to accept me because I wasn't accepted as a child type phase. And that was buoy for me. Buoy is where it came to a head. That's when uh, the, 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 uh, the, like a depression set in, you know, I started having identity issues. I was known around campus for like performing, like uh, I could dance. You know, people knew I played piano. Uh, I was a part of so many different activities and different things like that. I was in the forefront. And, you know, I, I was with the cool people. I was in the uh, Kush Models Entertainment. Um, and, you know, I was just, I was a name on campus. When people saw me, they knew me, you know, they knew, you know, that's, that he'd be in a lot. Like he, he'd get on stage, he'd be beating his feet. You feel me? You know, he a go-go head. You know, people knew me uh, for that type of stuff. Um, and, you know, I was, it felt like I was just finally being accepted, you know, for who I was and who I could be and the things that I had to offer, people were seeing it, you know? Um, and, you know, next thing you know, you getting, a, you getting approached by, you know, different frats and stuff like that, you know? And then you know your name's really getting out there and stuff like that. So something happened. Uh, I realized it just didn't fulfill me even after all of the, hey guys, you know, I can hang out with you. It, it, something was just empty. I just was empty inside. At the end of the day, I get back to my dorm room. It's just something missing. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as I'm hanging out with my friends, there's something just not there. It's a big hole in me. Um, and, it, and it took me going back in my past and finding out why I was the way I was and why I functioned the way I functioned to uh, really uh, realize that, you know, it was God who brought me through everything that I went through. You know, I, there's a bunch, there's a lot to my story where, you know, I, I got, I, I, in order to get out of the foster home I was in, I ran away. Um, and I ended up getting frostbite by running away. It was in like, uh, it was February. It was, it was Valentine's day. Right. Um, so it was like a little anniversary on Valentine's day. So on Valentine's day, I ran away. Um, and, cold weather this is back in like 2000 that's back when when it was february it was actually cold it was snow on the ground type stuff you feel me so um i uh i stepped into a creek um trying to cross the creek and trying not to get in the street because if i would have gotten the street i would have gotten caught so i was just trying to stick to the woods so i had to cross this creek and i stepped in the creek um and you know i don't want to make the, the, the story too long but I ended up sleeping outside overnight because most kids in foster care, they after going through what I went through specifically, um, they get broken up and twisted and you never hear from them again. You know, they just 
uh, fail and cop out, you know, or they, they end up on the street with a needle in their arm on drugs, you know, and, and a lot of foster kids, that's what happens to a lot of foster kids. Um, and a lot of them, we barely make it because I mean, you got a broken background, you have identity issues and got a broken family and you've gone through stress your whole life. You, some kids, they, they just not built for it and they give in, you know, and it's not like, it's not like it's their fault. It's just, that's how this world goes, you know? And, but, you know, God may be different. <laughs> I've, I've been a fighter and I said, yo, I, I knew I was like, I'm getting up out of this. I knew I would plot. I would think my escape plans and stuff like that. Like, I'm so serious. Like God gave me that mind of that go-getter mind. I'm like, I'm getting up out of here. I'm going to make my own way. If I don't, if I can't find a hair, I'm going to go find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I'm finally, you know, I'm in the hospital frostbitten, <laughs> got caught by the police. My life changed that day. Man, I went to children's hospital and I ended up in a wheelchair for, for some months. I was on crutches for some months. I went to a different school. I was living in a group home um, in Hyattsville, right on the borderline of DC. Mm -hmm. um, and this is where I got into like, uh, this is where like the journey just got interesting. Like, you know, it, it just got interesting. But, but college, just to get back on track, but college is where like that tipping point was, where I, it was like, God was like, all right, it's time to start. I didn't put you through all of that for nothing. It's time for you to start doing what you're meant to do, right? So I, it took a couple years to really, you know, trial and error, like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And then I, in 2019, I got baptized. Um, and when I got baptized, my life changed forever. The moment I got baptized, my life changed forever. That was it. That was like, the war starts now, you know? So, okay, a couple of questions. So I'm, I believe in God. Um, yeah. Also have a spiritual component to my life as well. I believe in, you know, that there, there could be different forms of, of God, if that makes sense. So I don't always um, just think that my way is, is the highway. Um, so in terms mm -hmm. of your religion, God, you know, your story is like very, that's heartbreaking that you went through that. You know what I'm saying? And like, the question is, why do you think that things like that happen to people? Why do bad things happen to good people? If I know there is a God, but to the people out there that may not think there is a God, how would you answer that? Um, I really do believe now that those situations are made to make or break you. And that's everybody in life. Situations are, you're given situations to make or break you. And the ones that are given the tough situations are the strongest of the bunch, um, are meant to be the, the, I believe are meant to be the leaders. They're meant to, 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 to they're meant to pass that test, um, pass that, get through that crucible, right? And come out stronger than ever and be ready to be an, a, 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 a general, most likely a general in the army of the Lord. You're not a regular soldier, you're, you're, you're a general. You, you've obtained, you, you understand pain. Mm -hmm. You go through a life like that, when you understand pain, you don't really want it for anybody else. That makes you a prime candidate for God to use you. You know, and from the, the diverse things of, of different forms of abuse that I've gone through in my life, I'm able to reach so many different crowds of people. People, you know, I, I handicapped people. I could talk to handicapped people. I was handicapped once. You know what I mean? Like I said, I had to learn how to walk again. Um because I had forgot. I had forgotten the mechanics and I couldn't stand up. My legs were so weak. Um, I can talk to rape victims. I've been raped. You feel me? Um, I can talk to people who go through mental abuse. I've gone through that for years, day after day after day after day. Uh, physical abuse. I've been there. You know, people talking to you crazy verbally. I've been there. Um, not having anybody to, to depend on. I've been there. Um, not having parents, you know, because that is... Not having a mom or a dad, like your, 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 your physical mom or dad that cares and loves you. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. I've been there. So I've been, I'm put in such a rare position, right? Because I've made it through. And now I'm able to reach all these groups of people, mm -hmm. almost every person. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to oppression, I was truly oppressed in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, they, all I did was I didn't get no toys. One, one Christmas, I got a toothbrush. As I watched as a child, I watched as everybody else opened their presents. Um, and all I got was a toothbrush. 
because they thought that was funny. So they was teaching me a lesson or something, you know, um, and, and then birthdays, I didn't get to celebrate those at all. Birthday, my birthday would pass um, every day. I, I would get up thinking like it's my birthday, but knowing nothing special was going to happen or any type of uh, accolade. I went through, I went through a whole birthday of mine. No one saying happy birthday, not even a cake. And I watched as their children, right? Their, their physical children, they would celebrate their birthdays. And I don't think sometimes you you say something like that, people don't understand that pain as a child, seeing something like that, you know, um, it, 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 it changes you. You look at the world so differently. Um, and it's just like, man, I, that's crazy. Um, and I look back and my first birthday I celebrated was at a group home. Makes you uh, be grateful the smaller things in life because the stuff that I got when I was in that group home I was pretty much homeless so all the stuff that I that I obtained was uh donated mm-hmm. people donated that those clothes to me put clothes on my back shoes on my feet you know and uh they had to roll me around in the wheelchair too mm-hmm. you know um but, but yeah I, I I was put through this position I mean put in this position uh to survive it um and and that was my trial you either fail you either survive or you don't you know because i believe truly that god gives everyone a chance it's up to you whether you want to fight or not some people don't want to fight some people do but that's very rare in my circumstances it's very rare that people want to fight um and that's why it's so unbelievable when i tell people some of the things that i've gone through and that's just a what i told you was just the tip of the iceberg of things i've actually been through mm-hmm. in my life you know, um, court documents come out mm-hmm. and they got all the stuff that I've gone through in detail. You know, it, 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 it reads different. It's just like this dude is just different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not me. It's God I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's Elohim, the most high God of, mm-hmm. of, of uh, the God of Isaac and Israel, just to be specific, the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's him. And he brings certain people up. And I believe that I've been prepared for such a time as this to be an end times reporter, to be that person people need to see being a role model and being a leader in order to lead uh, my people to uh, uh, the, the, the promised land, which is kingdom of heaven at a time like this. So yes, I, I believe that's why people go through hard things. But do you feel like that's fair? Do you feel like that's that, that God is punishing you in some sort of way to have gone through those things or for people to go through things like that in general? Like, do you feel like we should have to go through hard things in order to walk into our light, in order to eventually get to the good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you feel as though that's mm-hmm. fair? Okay, would you be able to appreciate the good if you didn't go through the bad? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's... Would you take good for granted? I would say sometimes, yeah. You you definitely take take good for granted. Um, yeah. I that's just, what... That's what happened in the Bible, you know. That's that's the whole Bible. People read the Bible and they don't think that they think that it's a book written by man. You actually read it, you like, how in the world is this a book written by man to control people? That never makes sense because and that lets me know people don't read it. They're not reading it. And when they do read it, they're reading it to try to prove points. So what they'll do is they'll go in and pick out scriptures to try to prove their point, and they miss the context. The Bible is the a book about people who constantly disobey God after he tells them, look, don't do this because this will happen. Mm-hmm. And they do the, they do it anyway. Um, so it's just like, <laughs> it is like, you know, for me, what I've gone through is my ancestors share the blame for that too. Mm-hmm. You know, for the things that I've gone through, especially my parents mm-hmm. share the blame for that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, because them not being parents like they should have been to me put me through hell god meant that of course mm-hmm. you know but you know people read the read the bible and it just it's so mis uh mis misconceived there we go misconceived are you actually reading this book because each time i read it or the story i'm just getting mad i'm just like how stupid can you be it's mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over again god that god tells them no don't do this don't do that because this this and this will happen and they do it anyway, and and then God, and then and then something happens, 
And then God says, oh, okay, all right, I hear your cries. Let me come help you. Mm-hmm. And that happens over and over and over and over and over again throughout the whole Bible. That's what the Bible's about. Mm-hmm. God's interaction with his people and how his people constantly reject and turn their back on him. That's what the Bible's about. Mm-hmm. And then you get the New Testament and he came down personally, mm-hmm. came down personally and died. He, he pulled at the annals. He put that glove on and was like, he put that glove on and was like, fine, I'll do it myself. And, you know, and um, because he said, you, Israel failing me. So you know what? I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to go down there in person and make sure in person I teach them what to do mm-hmm. and die and to be that ultimate sacrifice. So I'm like, you know, people read the Bible, I'm just like, how do you think this is a book to control you? I, I never understood that. I never understood that. In fact, if it wasn't for the Bible, I'd be the worst. Mm-hmm. I'd be a true villain in these streets. Oh yeah, you <laughs> you think people feel pain? Oh, mm-hmm. imagine me evil. Mm-hmm. You know, people look at me. You're an intellectual guy. You're wise. Imagine me evil. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that's the the Bible's the only thing that's holding me back from really destroying the world for real. Just to be real, keep it real with you, because. That's what keeps me, that's my compass. That's my moral compass. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps me straight. Um, and because when I do those things, I understand them and, and I see the results that it gives. It gives results. Mm-hmm. Doing the right thing gives results. You feel me? It may not be the results that people with an earthly mind want, mm-hmm. but it's the, it's the results uh, for people with a kingdom mindset. Mm-hmm. They, they understand and, and it, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So to, to go back on a tip that you said that people think that the Bible has been used to, to control people, I, I think that people get that from just the origins of our people and how Christianity wasn't essentially our first religion. Do you, is that true or false to you? Christianity, oh no, it's Christianity. Christianity shouldn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you don't mind me asking, what is the religion that you're refer- referencing? The way. The way? The way. Like That's T- what it was called. W- T-H-E-W-A-Y. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. For actually, Christian is a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you read it in the Bible, the first time you see Christian, it says who were called Christians first at Antioch. So they called them Christians. So it was Europeans that called them Christians, Romans. Not Europeans, but Romans. That was before it was Europe. But Romans called the uh, Hebrews Christians to like pretty much be like, you're a fanatic. You know, your boy died. He's not coming back. He ain't saving you. Da, 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 da. They did it to mock them. Mm. Um, and what happened was <laughs> the Romans, they killed off all the people that were spreading the gospel and then made martyrs out of them. Then took, then then decided to say, hey, you know what? We're gonna immortalize these people. Mm-hmm. And you know what? God has given me a vision of the cross. So the symbol of the cross, you ain't gonna, you, you ain't gonna find that nowhere. So mm-hmm. for the symbol of the cross being for Christianity, you ain't gonna find that nowhere in the Bible. That's not supposed to be the symbol of Christianity because the cross represents death. And if Jesus lives, why is, our, why is the symbol death? That makes no sense. And, and people get stuck at the cross. They get stuck at the cross. They get stuck at, oh, but the Lord is working on me. It's like, okay, he's working on you, but where's the growth? Mm-hmm. When are you going to start walking? When are you going to start talking? The talk, mm-hmm. when are you going to start walking the walk? And people get stuck at that cross because they are spiritually dead. There's no spiritual. There's no, spir- there's no spiritual side to what you see in Christianity. is not spiritual at all. Mm-hmm. It's just religion, mm-hmm. right? But that the what I'm talking about is a way of life. You feel me? Following those laws. You feel me? Following what God said, if you love me, then keep my commandments. Keeping his commandments. Keeping his commandments makes the world a better place. Mm-hmm. You'll never find a person that keeps the commandments that will tell you um, this is bad. It's never been bad to keep the commandments ever. Right? So I, you follow those commandments. You don't cheat. You don't lie. You don't steal. Like I mean, it's simple, you know. You feel me? You 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 uh don't cover your neighbor's wife, things like that, you know. Love your and the golden rule comes from the Bible. People don't know that either. 
the, the Bible, the, the, there's a verse in the Bible that's literally the golden rule. And that's where the golden rule comes from. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That's in the Bible. Um, and that's what the Bible tells people to do. And I'm just like, okay, you point out to me where I'm being controlled. I'll wait. They can never, they can never figure it out because it's made me a better person. I'm out in these streets. I'm giving back to my community. You feel me? I, I, my previous jobs, I was, I was teaching kids in the inner city of Baltimore, um, SEL, social and emotional learning through outdoor education. You feel me? That's where the Bible led me. You know, now I'm learning how to grow food. I'm, I'm becoming a man. You feel me? I'm, I'm talking about, yo, let's, let me just separate from the system and let's build communities. Let's all get together, pool our resources. That's where the Bible's taking me, right? So at what point is the Bible actually controlling me? And people who say that, I know they never read a page. I know it for sure. You don't read nothing controlling in the Bible. The Bible frees people from evil, stops people from doing evil. And it's going to be a reality pretty soon that people are going to realize the only morality left in the world comes from that Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, you ain't going to find this, these, these sets of uh, rules and different things like that in these other books. You ain't going to find them anywhere else. But the Bible is, if you study all the different religions, the Bible's the truth. The Bible's the only one that completely stops you from doing evil. So don't do evil at all. Be good. Do good things to people. You know, that's, that's the Bible. Yeah, so I, going, going back to my point, I think that, you know, uh, people get controlling from, for one, the origins, but the way that our- I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like religion has been sculpted in terms of the church and what we have to do in order to, quote, like, be, a, be acquainted with God. And I think that more people are finding now that there's not like a one size fits all in terms of a relationship with God. And, and I say this personally for myself that I don't, I think that everybody is different and we all build our relationships with God differently. And that's like, that's the point of it. It's not about, in my opinion, what you do, but more so what you do to focus on the relationship with God. So I think that people more so focus on the label. I'm a Christian. I'm this religion. I'm that. And instead of focusing on the the relationship with God, that's where it gets, you know, right. because again, our, in my opinion, I think the black churches are pretty, pretty toxic and like, Very you know, true. exclusionary. And, and, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen many churches do for our community, honestly, as much money as our families and our and we give them, there hasn't been that much, you know, yep. back into our community. So I think that that's where the disconnect is, but I definitely, you know, understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you get deeper into the truth and when you're ready, you take a dive into that Bible and you'll see the whole field. Because mm-hmm. people, people come out there and they're trying to save everybody in this world. They're trying to make a difference, but they can only see half the field. Mm-hmm. You fight against not just, you don't fight just against flesh and blood. You fight against principalities and high places, powers that people can't understand. So what they do, they get out there and they say, I'm going to do better. I'm going to make the world a better place. And they get out there and they get whooped each time because they're going out there blind. They can't see the whole truth. The Bible literally is the whole truth, right? Um, and when people hear me say that, they think, oh, you're, so you, 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 you're so self-righteous. No, I, I test people. They test it. That's the power of God. Mm-hmm. You don't know who God is? Ask him. Mm-hmm. People, but that, that's the thing. People don't want to know God. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get down to the fruit of it. People don't really want to know God. Mm-hmm. And if he exists, people want to do what they want to do. Right? Um, and your, 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 your selfly desires are most likely evil. Because they're selfish. Selfishness is not good. Nothing good comes from selfishness. So if you say to self, right, there's a problem there, right? And the Bible teaches against selfishness, right? There's a time for you to go and retrieve yourself, break off. Jesus did that. He broke off from the disciples and went, went and meditated on the scriptures. He went and prayed to God. You feel me? Um, and then he came back when he was ready and recharged. He came back. You know, those type of things happen. Okay. You got to take care of yourself. 
But then when it comes to after you've taken care of yourself, then you can take care of others. Mm -hmm. right? It becomes external. People keep it internal. This world that we live in today is all me, 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 me. Right? All about me. Self-care, self-love, self-everything. Mm-hmm. I can't have enough. You feel know I me? Mean? And that's what the that's the 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 um the motivator of this world. Get money, get a bag. They, people, people, you know, black activists, um, they're black activists, but they're following the American dream. Black people, most black people hate America. They say, I, I hate America. America's this, America's that. But they get up every day and they pursue the American dream. Me, do you you think I get up and pursue money? No. <laughs> I get up and I uh, pursue people and money just happens to come my way. Mm-hmm. I get up and I pursue a kingdom. Money happens to come my way. God takes care of me. You feel me? Um, and that's the relationship. That's the spiritual aspect. The spiritual aspect is the relationship. People don't desire a relationship with God. And that's the truth. And that's why I asked him, I said, you, do you think he's real? Do you think this book is a controlling book? Do you think this book was written by man? Why don't you ask the God of that book? Ask him. People get down and they pray to rocks and um, they, 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 they rub seashells across their cheeks and play in the sand and charge their water with the moon and all this other stuff. They believe in everything else. But when it comes to the God of the Bible, everybody's against that. No one wants to know. No one wants anything to do with it. Um, and I'm just like, okay, why don't you ask him? Ask him, does he exist? If you believe, if you truly want to know in your heart, it will reveal himself to you. And I tell people, I stake my whole reputation on it. Get on your knees and ask him. You know, I don't even think you have to get on your knees. Just be like, call out with your heart. Just be like, look, I want to know who you are. And he will reveal himself to you. Mm-hmm. And when you go, when he, when he does, there's no going back. And if you do go back, then you're willingly becoming a coward because you're copping out, copping out from your mission, copping out from your purpose. He's gonna give you your purpose. A lot of people in this world wandering around, no, no desig, no, no designation. Yeah. You feel me? No destination. No, no, no clear path. It is bouncing around. I'll just do whatever. I have my hand in everything. What is it gonna lead to? I ask people with their beliefs. I say, what is the end goal? Where are you going? What is the purpose of what you're doing? Who out here is going around telling people, hey, this thing is coming? That thing is coming. Watch out for this. Who's the majority of the people doing stuff like that? Believers of the Bible. <laughs> the believers of the Bible have been one step, uh, three, four, five steps ahead of everybody so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you think we saw everything coming? You go through my page, I've been warning you mm-hmm. multiple times of, hey, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. How do you think I know? You think it's my knowledge? No, it comes from that Bible, man. But the, the, the Satan, you see, that's my point. People don't believe Satan exists. And if you don't believe Satan exists, then God will never exist. Because the moment, because and you know it's funny? I'll hear people say, hey, you know, these people, these pedophiles, and they do these satanic rituals. I'm like, okay, satanic rituals. So are you saying that Satan exists? No, Satan doesn't exist. They're just doing satanic rituals. I'm like. Yeah, that doesn't add up. <laughs> well, I so if you say Satan exists, then God has to exist. Right? If they don't say satanic rituals, then God has to exist. And that is the opposing power to what you're dealing with. And because people can't see Satan in the details, they're lost. They're fighting uh, things that, that are a means to an end. That's going to get them nowhere. Um, and the only way you're going to have power is if you turn back to the Most High God. He'll give you the power to do what you need to do. But most people don't want it. They want everything that this world has to offer. And that's how people will lose their souls. For sure. That's a a valid answer. I see where you're going with it. So Mm -hmm. um, in terms of some of the things that you post on your page, I wanted for you to elaborate on a lot of them. Because again, I think that a lot of people are are now becoming more acclimated to waking up. They're realizing that like some things just don't add up. You know, some of the things that they've told us just doesn't make sense. So one thing that that really caught my eye was you you had mentioned something about black oppression and, oh yeah um you could correct me if I'm wrong but from what I got from those posts you were saying that it's not not that it's not real but that we more so 
put ourselves in that position? Mm -hmm. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at this point, yeah. What did you want to ask? Mm -hmm. Yes, and so my question is, how, for one, how are we constantly oppressing ourselves? Let's start there. All right, and I'll ask, okay, I'll ask you a question. Are you oppressed? I don't feel as though I am. I feel like, you know, there are a lot of things that are within my control in this world, and there are a lot of things that are also not in my control, and I could only control what I can control. So mm -hmm. um, in terms of my life, the decisions I make, you know, they're at the cost of me. So it wasn't other people. It wasn't somebody else. Nine times out of 10, it was me. All right. And then I asked Black people this. I said, what can't you do in America? What can't you do? It's a good question. I think that people would reference maybe, you know, some of the things that happen within our community. No? What do you say within our community? Mm -hmm. And what's that? What happens in our community? Well, you know, mass incarceration and institutionalization, people going constantly through the system, uh, police brutality, discrimination in terms of wages, jobs, things of that sort. Okay. Well, how does mass incarceration happen? Built through the system. Okay. How do you get in the system? I feel as though I'm... This country is 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 built to be a system, in my no. opinion. It's a system, but black people somehow, well, black people are special, right? But black people think they're special in the wrong way, right? Mm -hmm. Um the country is a system for everybody, not just black people. It's just that they want black people to lead the charge. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right now, I asked you, what can't you do? You told me you know you you can do whatever you want, right? Whatever what's in within your grasp, you can do. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing hindering you from doing that, right? I agree. Every black individual, they say, I'm oppressed. I'm like, how? How are you oppressed? What's stopping you from doing what you want to do? They can never answer. They don't have an answer because it's false, right? It's media propaganda, right? How does a black person turn around and say, oh, they own the media, but then you trust what the media is showing you? That makes no sense. That makes no sense. The, 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 the medical industry, they, they're against us. Did you take the vaccine? Yes. Well, how are they against you? Huh? What are they doing this against you? And if they do, can't you sue them? Are we not in a country right now where you can sue people for even saying something wrong about you? You can sue somebody for saying something wrong. Yeah. And hey, you're, you're, you're this, and you can't be this. You, you, you can sue people. You can sue companies for that. Now, I'm like, I ask, and I ask again, what can't you do? What, 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 what is oppressing? What? People bring up systemic racism. I say, okay, systemic racism. What is that? And um, they, they're like, they're like, uh, well, you know, we can't get certain jobs and different things like that. I was like, what job can't you get? Well, well, they can't answer. Mm -hmm. You can get any job you want. We have black billionaires in America. You can do whatever you want, right? This is where the systemic racism is happening. Black people are still convinced they're enslaved. And that's crazy. And I turn around like, you're free. You can do whatever you want in the confines of the law, right? Now I'm like, okay, but what about mass incarceration? Okay, what gets people arrested? I've been pulled over many times. Never once have I ever been arrested. Right? It's because of the way I carry myself. It's the way I conduct myself, right? And I've had white and black and I've had you know, asshole cops too. You feel me? Not once have I ever had a ticket written because I'm respectful. I was taught to be respectful. I was taught to think, critically think in the situation I'm in. I don't find myself around trouble. I'm not around troublesome people. I find myself in my lane doing what I need to do. 
So I'm never in a position where I'm going to get arrested, right? And I'm like, well, you know, I, I, he, he, he get charged more years than he did. That's unfair. I was like, well, why don't we begin with the fact, why is he in the handcuffs in the first place? Mm-hmm. What did he do wrong? You cannot break the law and then once you're at the mercy of the system, tell the system how to treat you. You've put yourself there. But 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 they should let out all the people who who put up on marijuana charges was smoking marijuana against the law. Yes. Why were you doing it? You cannot put yourself in the position you're in and, and, and at the mercy of the system that you say that you hate and oppose so much, then you should be far as far away from it as you can. When I was growing up, black kids were being taught how to how to think critically. Think smart, think quick on our feet so that we don't find ourselves in crazy situations. And that carried with me, right? Because I grew up thinking like, this is a country where they don't want me around. Then I actually got around and people aren't as bad as people keep saying they are. Mm -hmm. It comes down to who you are individually. There's nothing in this country you can't do. Right, it's just the mind that they still thinking like, oh, I'm oppressed. I'm like, well, tell me how you're oppressed. Mm-hmm. Well, this and that happened. I'm like, well, get the job that you want. And you know what's funny? The majority of the middle class is not black. It's white. The majority of the poor class is white. Right? I'm like, okay, well, everybody's got a fair shake here. Because if the middle class is made up of black and white people, that lets me know that we're getting the same opportunities as white people, right? It all comes down to the numbers and the statistics. When you actually look at the real statistics, it's crazy, right? You start to realize something else going on here, right? Because um, I was in a room on Clubhouse one time, they were having a discussion. They were like, man, how are we going to stop, you know, what's going on in the black community? Is it black people? I'm like, yeah, it's black people. Look at our culture. Culture's a joke. Our cultures single-handedly surround. Uh, 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 it's it's uh, um, built around entertainment, and the entertainment is terrible, right? We make jokes about how we are the way we are, and how we're proud of the fact that we 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 we're not good people. Being terrible to each other is a joke. Being going out and and and, and being hostile towards your your, your your neighbor is is deemed funny, right? And and people get a good kick out of it, right? And, and I seen uh, uh, Trusky, right? Trusky, he went he went live, and I'm just thinking to myself like, dang, he he had a dude come up, um, and 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 rap for him, right? And the dude was talking about you know God, say man, and God, you know, he said he cut him off, he he cut him off in the middle of him talking, shut the f up. Shut the F up. He says, shut the F up, bitch. So he called him. Shut the F up, bitch. Nobody want to hear that, that sweet talk. Right? I want some gangsters in here. And people found that hilarious. When I hear that, that's not hilarious. That's evil. Very evil. Um, when you care about somebody, you seem deemed as soft in our culture. You're soft. That's evil. Right? Some way a very twisted and evil way of thinking. Black love is struggle. We, we fight all the time, but we love each other. What do you mean you fight all the time, but you love each other? It's, that's not fun. You know, a lot of us in the black community grew up in broken homes. No morality between our parents. We stay splitting up. They don't like each other. So many broken homes. Father's not in the household, right? And then they blame crack and cocaine and different things like that, them flooding the streets with guns. Like, who told you to do the crack? Who told you to do the cocaine? Who told you to pick up a gun? I've been homeless before and I ain't do none of that. I've been in a place where I had nobody, literally nobody. I told you I have no family and there's people with family, aunts, uncles, all that. Pick up drugs, pick up guns. It's literally your choice. No matter the circumstances, the character is going to show what's inside is going to come out. And it's when pressure is applied is the type of gym you are revealed. 
and you're a diamond. You feel me? Are you just granite made of so many different things that you pretty much just common, you know? Diamonds are what are rare. You apply pressure, you get a diamond. That's something you can see through. That's true character, right? That's transparent. You get granite. You can't see through granite. Granite is made up of so many different things. You're like, what kind of rock is this? You feel me? And that's what the pressure applied made. A lot of these people getting pressure applied to them, they turn out granite countertops, stagnant, going nowhere, Mm -hmm. talking about you in the kitchen, but you ain't doing no cooking. You're just a countertop. You're just sitting there. And people use you and are on you, place things on you, and you'll always remain under. Character is what frees people truly, right? The people in our community that gives the that gets the love are the people that raps about guns, drugs, and violence and disrespecting women. That's black culture. That is the 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 the, the um that is the leading form of music black women heartbreak music think about it Even some some uh summer love drop all the girls in it she's just singing about heartbreak right and i could get into the, the the science and behind music theory and why you shouldn't even be listening to music like that right because it it's training you how to feel right and then it's either the, the heartbreak music or it's the Oh, F this girl, F that girl, B this girl, or you getting the half wolf music. That's still telling you F these Bs, but be a gentleman about it, about it. Still create broken homes, but be conscious about it. Right? There's no, there's no clear sense of right and wrong. The lines are being blurred. You know, you got the moment you got your so there's a there's a there's a communist. There's a communist manifesto, right? You got the communist manifesto. This guy who comes out and he talks about the 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 the, the, the stages of a communist takeover, right? Um, he said the, the 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 silent way that a communist system takes over is by attack, attacking the morality of a people. You can completely destroy that morality. That person will never be able to see truth. Right, you can sit that person. They see, he said, you can sit that person. This is a professional. He's talking about how the Germans did it. You feel me? How uh, how Hitler did it? Right? Say so you 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 spew so much propaganda to that person. You you ruin. You pick a generation, right? You pick a generation to desensitize and to destroy, right? And you flood them with things that you want them to see. And if they intake it, over time, you keep showing them the same thing over and over again. Over time, that generation just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. How many single mothers mothers we got in our generation? How many people your age got babies and no fathers, right? You feel me? And people wondering about the number of black people, how many women are getting abortions? Think about it. I don't want the baby. To me, the, the Bible tells me that God knows you before you're even born. Science is the replacement of God. They're telling you how to think. They're telling you, oh, it's not. This is, we can explain it fully. They can't even explain it fully. Science is still not able to explain the human eye and how the human eye operates. It's all theoretical. Science is theoretical. The Bible tells you that God, that God knows you. He formed you in the womb. Why wouldn't you want a God that forms you in the womb, young? Yeah? Why wouldn't you want a God that knows every hair on your head and will guide your every step? Why don't you want to know that? What would happen to me if I was aborted? Because I couldn't talk and I the, the value of life, there was no value because I didn't have a nose and mouth and I was yet, wasn't yet formed. We live in a world where Corona is a lie. And well, and thumping, but a but a but a but a but a but a, a baby cell within a woman's stomach is not. That makes no sense. The virus is alive, but the baby is not. Clarity—that's what people lack. People lack clarity. 
They can't see clearly. The, 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 the line between good and bad has been blurred completely. It's all mixed up, torn around. You know, being evil to somebody can be seen as good. You know what I mean? Uh, bacteria is alive, is it? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. But a fetus is not. What kind of science is that? The thing that creates human life is not alive. You're telling me that a baby isn't the dividing of cells over and over and over again? Is it alive? And we're weighing it, we're weighing it against bacteria, which you spray with Clorox because you know it's alive to get rid of it, to kill it. You feel me? That's, oh, and it, if only knew people knew who Margaret Sanger was, the woman who created plan, uh, Planned Parenthood, she put it in the black community on purpose. She didn't want more black people being made irresponsibly. So she introduced Planned Parenthood. If people get into the history of it, right? The, the leading cause of death in 2020 was uh, uh, abortion. And it's the highest in the black community. They're doing, we're doing abortion the most. And we only make up about what, 13% of the population of America. So it's just like, it's so much you can get into about, but it, the, 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 it comes down to right and wrong. See the right or it's wrong. And we can choose between those things. It's the people who say, oh, they did it to us. Okay, yeah, they put guns on your streets. They share blame in this. I never said they don't. They put the guns in your streets. They put the cocaine in there. But did you have to partake? Are you mindless? I thought we were kings and queens. Are you telling me you can't decide no, not to do that? Because what they tell me is that the Black community used to be more solid than ever. Right? So you're telling me we knew morality and then lost it? We knew the importance of family and then lost it? Mm. Doesn't make sense. No which way they swing it, it doesn't make sense. The Black community can take no blame for anything. That's why people dying by the numbers. We're kill, we kill each other the most. We, our, 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 our people, we kill each other uh, the most in America. We only make up 13% of the population. So people wonder where the Black numbers are going. That's where they're going. We're killing each other. Most men either in jail or they're dead. Most, most uh, young men in the Black community don't make it to the age 26. Right, and if they if they do make it to the age twenty six, they either in jail or they they're incarcerated most of the time for doing something wrong, stupid, right? Um, and then you got the lack of fathers, and then you have the overly aggressive mothers, right? The the, the father like mothers, because now the mom has to compensate for two. You feel me? And you, a, a mother cannot teach a boy how to be a man. That boy needs a man to teach him how to be a man. And then there's no more women making wives. See, that's how you build a nation. That's how a nation is built, family. And they said the patriarchal system is wrong. I said, no, it's not wrong. They, the, the, the people that you call an oppressors came and fed you propaganda that disrupted it and you willingly took it in, right? They dismantled you without doing anything, not lifting a finger. All they had to do was provide you with the tools to destroy yourself and you did it. Yeah, they were wrong for that. They shouldn't have done that. It's evil. But we're right in the same boat with them because we did it to ourselves. Right now, I'm not, I just, I'm talking like after slavery, though. You feel me? Um, slavery is not right either. I mean, I, that's not right. Slavery is not right. But at the same time, the time where slavery existed, it was legal. Everybody was doing it, even Africans. So, what makes white people so special? What makes white people so much more evil than African people? This was at a time slave, slavery was legal. That's how you think they got black slaves. How do you think they got slaves in the first place? How do you, how do you, and I always ask people, like, do you even know your history? Do you even know where that do you even know how you came to be on a slave ship or anything like that? People don't know. People don't think critically. I was I always used to think when I'm learning the subject, I'm saying, telling me European people, they said they weren't the, the most hygienic, so they would die at sea most of the time. So you're telling me these people came in on boats, right? Crews, right? 
came in on boats in a land that was ruled by kings and queens. And we were the greatest empire ever on the earth. You telling me that a numbered amount of Europeans came and just took us? They tricked us? Did they beat us? If that was the case, then we deserved it. They won fair and square. That's how history works. Kingdom conquers kingdom. But oh, it's so wrong. If you're telling me we were a part of those dynasties, then we did it too. But it's wrong when they did it. See, when you really start to break down reasoning, that's when you get to the heart of it, that people don't know a damn thing. They don't think. All they do is they sit down, they sit in front of that TV. Most of the people that you're black activists, they're looking at, they're watching the Bad Girls Club. They're watching political debates and things like that. There are things that I know now that I don't watch political debates. I don't do none of that. That's why I don't protest none of it. I don't do none of it because it's all a means to an end. Once you find out who controls the money flow, you're just like, well, we got to break away from the system completely. We'll never find freedom in the system because the system is made to enslave everyone, not just black people. But they got to make it think. They got to make black people think, oh, it's just us. So while they're conquering everybody, everybody's divided. Uh, the the uh, uh, United we stand, divided we fall. And that's America, right? You got us fighting each other. But the true enemy are the people with the money. And black people go around saying white supremacy. Like, how are white people supreme when they're in the same boat as you? They're getting the same jobs as you. You're getting the same offer. We are, everybody's in equal opportunities. But they're supreme. The term white supremacy is weak. Anybody who tells me that, uh, that they believe in white supremacists, I know that you're controlled and you are still a slave. That means you're telling me that white people are supreme. That's what white supremacy is. White supremacy exists. I was like, oh, so you're saying that white people reign supreme over you? But you're a boss. You got your own business. But white people reign supreme over you? I don't think people know what true oppression actually is. You need to go over in those other countries where you'd be like, oh, I believe in Jesus and get your head cut off. Oh, uh, we need you to do this. I'm not going to do that. You get shot right in the street. That's oppression. That's true oppression. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, seven o'clock, nights out for a whole nation. That's North Korea. People over here would not survive in that climate. They don't know what true oppression is. The people talking about oppression never had a chain around their neck. Never had a whip put to, whip put they, to their back, none of that. Never been through none of that. But they're talking about the pain of slaves. I find that to be an insult. I find that to be very disrespectful. No, you don't know the pain of slaves because you were never a slave. So quit it with the slave talk because you were never a slave. And then didn't our ancestors die in the Civil War so that we wouldn't even be thinking about something like this? I find that to be highly disrespectful that we still talking about slavery to, the, to this day. And you own a business, you're still talking about slavery. What in the what is Destin? Tell me what's going on. What in the world is you? How you own a business, you still talking about slavery? How you own a business and you still talking about oh I'm oppressed. You're and I tell you, you're lucky I'm not your oppressor, because you wouldn't be anywhere. Still be on the ground in chains. Because I would be a pure oppressor. I will show you what oppression truly is. Not that I desire to do that, but I just use that as an example. Like, do you really know what true oppression is? People loosely use the word oppression. Like, oh, oh, a white person hates me because of the color of my skin. They're a white supremacist. No, that means they're prejudiced. They just don't like you. They have no power over you. They just don't like you. You can't deal with people not liking you. Are there not people in your community that don't like you? It's the same thing. Like whether, whether somebody don't like you over this point or that point, it's still, I don't like you. It's still hate. People have categorized hate. Hate is hate. People have categorized death. Death is death. I ask you the question. What's the difference between a white man killing a black man and a black man killing a black man? 
I mean, I don't think that there's a difference, but I think that some people would need, well, no. Okay. So the, the point that you made that, you know, we kill each other over hate, right? You from here, I'm from here. You said this, I don't like this. I could, I could see the point that you're getting at. There's no difference between those deaths. It's death. But the elite system, that the, the elite, the true elite, the people, the unseen hand, the people who bought America during the, uh, the, the, the Industrial Revolution, the people who made the Louisiana Purchase, those people, the families, like the Rockefellers, your Rothschilds, your, uh, your, your JP, your Morgans, your, your Vanderbilts, people who built America, people who paid America when it was broke, people who gave money to America when it was broke. So if you loan money to a nation that is broke, you now own that country right they don't teach you about that in your history books no one knows those names right when you got those people that's actually owning all the corporations and making all the rules we fight you sitting down here fighting each other thinking they making the rules no they just have a job to enforce them and you mad at them for it that makes no sense but, but that's the game the game is divide and conquer you know it the Bible has allowed me to see the, the whole playing field truly. Mm -hmm. That's why I don't march. I don't protest, none of that. They laugh at us when we protest. It's, nothing's going to change. If they wanted to change, they would change it. It hasn't changed because they don't want to. Whatever you protest about, as they, most of the time when they, people, the Black Lives Matter march, oh my gosh, media be setting people up. Media does that on purpose. How do you say the media is controlled by the leak and then believe what they give you you say you don't trust the media but then when they give you what you're what you really want what you want to see then you trust it mm. oh man come on now that's all that's all pretty valid points so yeah I, I see what you're getting at and and so two questions to to wrap this up okay because i i do understand what you know it's just logic you know it's logic simple completely understand that like for for most people it's just going to challenge their way of thinking because i feel like we're conditioned to be more like emotional you know and not to say that that's like a bad thing i think that people should be in tune with their feelings but when making decisions it's it's just the same thing as business that you have to make rational decisions logical decisions for business right. so i get that 100 so right. first things first in order for our community to advance what do we need to do in order to transition to the phase of enlightenment that you're in? What do we need to do? And then secondly, you know, promote yourself. Why should people be following you? What are you preaching? What's your value? Um, for me, right, uh, it's simple. Uh, turn back to God. Turn back to the most high God, All right? Um, turn to the person who gives you power. Without him, you have no money. Without him, you have no life. So turn back to him. He gives you everything. Right? You sit in the church. People sit in the church, right? And then pray to God and say, hey, you know, uh, without you, I have nothing, right? Um, but when it comes to their problems, they go to the politicians. Do you truly believe in what you just said? No. <laughs> you don't truly believe. You know me, and that's the problem. People don't really believe. They they say it. The 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 uh one of the most common deceptions today is that there's many believers. There's not many believers. Because mm -hmm. if you're not keeping God's commandments, you're not a you're not a believer. Mm -hmm. That's what the Bible says you love me, you keep my commandments. If you're not keeping his commandments, then you're not a believer. There's people who play religion, there's people who go to church. That's it. But the funny thing is, the church is not the building. The church is the people. You know what I mean? They, uh, before they had buildings, they were meeting, and it was the people that gathered together. That was the church. The body of the, the, the church that the, the Bible talks about is the people, specifically the people, God's people, you know? Um, and, and people think they go to a building and everything's fine. You know what I mean? That's just not the case. You know, turn back to God. That's that's what I. That's the the most the biggest advice I can give is read that Bible. Um, and if you don't believe me, ask him yourself. Just ask him. Be like, yo, I'm having a hard time believing you exist. Please show me. If you truly mean it, he will show you. He will. 
it'll light the way for you. Oh, man, but once you start to learn the truth, young, there's no turning back because there's some things I know that I can't, I just can't turn back no more. Mm -hmm. I can't remain ignorant. I have to, I have to, I have to act. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to be in action. I have to be a living example for people, you know? So you know, that's where I'm at now. You know? mm -hmm. Well, this was certainly a, a good conversation. Like, I don't, I don't hope that you think that I was like just being quiet, but I was taking in what you were saying it. And, and I, I just like having conversations with people that challenge the traditional way of thinking because right. so many perspectives out there. And, and like I said, in my opinion, one way is not the right way. You find your own path to what, you know, your truth, but um, you gave me some things to think on. So uh, again, want to thank you for, for coming on the platform and, and, and adding value. <laughs>